Welcome back to the Play On Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Stavros. Today we'll be speaking with Alexis Begg, Brandon Burke, and Karen Thorla from the Shakespeare in the Schools touring production of A Midsummer Night's Dream. Alexis has acted at West Jordan High, Salt Lake Community College, the Desert Star Theater, Stage Right, University of Utah, Rose Wagner Theater Center, Sundance Summer Theater, Salt Lake Acting Company, and Pioneer Theater. He was seen at the festival during the 2016 summer season in Henry V and Much Do About Nothing. Brandon Burke is a Delaware-born actor with over 25 years' experience. He has an MFA from the Professional Actor Training Program at the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, and a BA from Indiana University of Pennsylvania. He's previously been seen in the 2015 and 2016 seasons here at the Utah Shakespeare Festival. Karen Thorla is a New York-based actor with a BFA from Savannah College of Art and Design. Past theater credits include the Great Lakes Theater and the Idaho Shakespeare Theater. She was in the 2016 season production of Julius Caesar here at the Utah Shakespeare Festival. All right, Karen, uh, Brandon, Alexis, welcome, welcome to play on. Thanks, thanks, Josh. thanks for being here. So, so it's uh, as we're kicking off our. Well, this is our first uh, episode of recording of 2017, and I'm so excited to have three amazing actors here with us. Uh, not just actors in our uh, Shakespeare in the Schools touring production, though we'll talk about that. Uh, these are all festival alums. They've been here for other seasons uh, and have performed on other stages and are taking their talents out across the region to perform for middle and high school students and communities all over the Intermountain West. So on behalf of the festival, thank you. And we're excited to hear about the process and talk about your roles here and elsewhere. Uh, jump in, though, just to give uh, our guests a little more information about you. Uh, and we'll give Karen if we can start with you. Give us just a brief introduction to where you, how you got to, into theater, how you got here. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, I I started doing theater as a young kid um, in community theater productions. Um, I ended up going to Savannah College of Art and Design to get my BFA in performing arts. Uh, from there, I spent some time in Chicago. Um, and I've since moved to New York, and I've worked at several different regional theaters, um, Utah Shakespeare Festival, um, Great Lakes Theater, and Idaho Shakespeare Festival, Georgia Shakespeare, just a couple working on mostly Shakespeare stuff. Awesome. I'm well, glad you're here. Yeah, thanks. Glad <laughs> to be here. Brandon. Hey. Um, so just talk a little bit about... Yeah, just background. <clears throat> yeah, this is uh, actually I'm really excited about this tour, but this is my uh, partly because I love the festival so much. But uh, this I, I've done two summers with the festival so far, and um, uh, before that I got my um, I got my BA at uh, IUP, which is in Western Pennsylvania near Pittsburgh, and I got my master's degree at UNLV, my MFA there, and I've been jumping around mainly back and forth on in this part of the country, a lot of regional theater here between Nevada Conservatory Theater and uh, and the festival, and uh, I ran my own theater company in Las Vegas for three years uh, called the Onyx Theater. We had a resident company called Offstrip Productions, and um, I don't know. It's uh, it's it's been it's been quite the adventure. But I'm really, like I said, stoked about this tour and getting started. We've got a great group of people, and uh, and it's been really a lot of fun working with Britannia and and everybody else. So cool. Yeah. Thank you, mm -hmm. Alexis. I went through the University of Utah's actor training program and have worked at Pioneer Theater Company and Salt Lake Acting Company, Sundance Summer Theater, and a lot of other theaters around Salt Lake City where I live. Cool. Well, we're so glad to have you all on this tour. I mean, for, for our listeners who haven't uh, heard any of other or don't know much about our tour, it's a program that goes uh, 
to roughly 80 performances uh, in middle and high schools all over the West. It's a cut-down version of a Shakespeare play this year. It's Midsummer Night's Dream, and we've got three actors playing multiple roles in those shows here with us today. Uh, we'll talk about that. But uh, it's, a, it's a very important, I think, tradition, uh, not just for the festival, but in the West. Uh, the, the touring shows is something that's been happening for over 100 years, and I think it's cool that the festival is part of that tradition. As you, uh, as you all sort of got here, and or got back here, because you'd been here before, and got working on this particular production, what, what was different in terms of just sort of like the way that... Uh, that you thought about your, your, you know, working in a theater, knowing that you're go- going to be out and about versus going to be, you know, planted in a city, working in a space. What, in terms of your preparation or your expectations, uh, has have any of you toured before? No. <laughs> shaking their heads, and Alexis is translating. Um, uh, so, what what were sort of your expectations and preparations coming in? Um, any of you? Great question. Um, well, I, I think I think one of the things I mean it is it's a different relationship with the people that you're working with. Um, you know, it, not so much a different uh, process as far as how to approach the roles or how to approach uh, the work, but when you look at the people around you and think we're going to spend a lot of time together and we're going to do this show a lot, you know, and um, and there's there's I think a little mental and emotional preparation that has to be done. Also, you look around and you go, gosh, I hope. I hope I'm, you know, I hope these people are all compatible uh, because I imagine there's not much worse than being out on the road (laughs) and then having drama or having some kind of whatever. I have found, though, and and I'm not just kissing the festival's butt here. uh, I really believe this, and I say it on all my tours. I um, I, I truly believe that uh, the festival is really good at hiring people who are respectful of one another. Um, In the two summers that I was here, we never had any divas. We never had any problems. Um, And so this cast is, is another extension of that. We all get along really well, except for me and Karen, who hate each other. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's a really great group. I'm glad to hear that. I know it's, philosophically speaking, I know that the festival works hard to find people who we like, you know, we've, we like to find people we like to work with who happen to be great performers, not just great performers first. Karen, you want to say something? Yeah. Um, one of the most interesting things to me in thinking about taking the show on the road is all of the different spaces we're going to be in. Um, I believe, if I'm not incorrect, we're performing for audiences as small as seven and as large as 2,000. Um, so so just thinking about that as an actor, it's really interesting how the performance is going to change from place to place and how we're going to have to adapt to a lot of different things and keeping in mind as we're rehearsing that when we're in a smaller space, this is the this is the type of action we can do here. And when we're in a huge space, the action has to get wider and broader. So taking the same production to different size venues, I think, is going to be a really fun challenge. Uh- I'm, I'm glad to hear you say it is a fun challenge uh, because I think, you know, so often the sort one of the marks I think of professional theater is consistency that we work really hard in a rehearsal pro in a design and rehearsal process to get a show to be consistent so that whether you see the first day or the last day, it's the same show. It fits in the same space. And one of the adventures I think of this tour is that, is that challenge of being willing to adapt. And it, I'm glad to hear you say that it's a fun challenge, right? Is that something I guess to ask, is that something else that you guys are excited for too? This sort of a little bit more of a yes. improvisational <laughs> approach. Good. Uh, 
Something else you want to go ahead, Alexis. Yeah, just to answer uh, your first question. Um, so the way that this has differed from doing uh, the, the main stage here during the summer for me is that uh, you know working on Much Ado About Nothing and Henry V, we had an awesome voice and text coach, Michael Shipley. In addition to Brian Vaughn, our director, and David Ivers for Much Ado, and our assistant director, you know, there's a whole team of people that are there to make sure that I understand the text and am using the text as effectively as possible. And here it was just Britannia, how our director and fellow actors and I that were making sure that I understood what I'm saying and using it. Uh, so I sort of had to go around carrying Michael Shipley, our voice and text coach, and everybody else that I've worked with in the past inside my brain and say, okay, if that gigantic infrastructure were here, what would they be telling me to do? And since they're not here, I, I better bring it myself. <laughs> cool. So, uh, switching gears a little bit and talking about your roles in the show. Uh, Karen, you play Helena, Aegeus, Snug, and Mustard Seed. Brandon, you play Lysander, Flute, and Cobweb. And then, Alexis, you played Demetrius and Nick Bottom. Right. Uh, so, kind of taking it in chunks, you know, three of the four lovers of Midsummer are here. Um, when you do when you do this role, and, you know, if you're doing this role in a larger production, you're just focusing on that. Is it, what's been your experience sort of switching and between this, this the various sort of story tracks of this play as you've rehearsed it, and, and what's your process on sort of, like, Working through how they do they relate? Are they you know, as, you, as you've created the characters in their mind, your minds, and on, on stage, are they related or are they sort of separate tracks uh, in your mind? Uh, well, it's interesting for me because um, as Flute and Cobweb and Lysander, they never really interact with one another. So it's almost like I'm doing three separate plays and just switching off from which play I'm in. Now, I imagine though, it's got to be a little different for you, Karen, because Aegeus. Uh, is actually uh, interacts with with the lovers. What, what do you think? Um, yeah, it's it's interesting. You put me on the spot with that one. I, I didn't. You're welcome. You know, I'm not that smart of an actor. I didn't even really think about that. Um, <laughs> I don't like her. That's why I did that. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Because I do get to look from both perspectives, both a position of extreme power and a position of of no power as the lover um, in as far as like agency goes um, although I have been working on finding a lot of agency for Helena because as a modern woman some of this stuff in there is a little difficult you know to wade through um, but she's kind of she's very bold so um, but and also I'm playing Aegeus as a mother which I think is is interesting it's a new layer to add into things. Typically it's played by a man as a father in a very patriarchal role. Um, and I think it's interesting. I've, I've discovered a deep love underneath of Aegeus's anger. Um, instead of it just being about control for me, it's, it's more about love. Um, and maybe I found that love because I'm also playing one of the lovers. And so I can sympathize with that. And, um, yeah. Thanks, Brandon. Awesome. So, uh, Coming back to that idea, uh, the sort of the the elements that are traditionally patriarchal power, but are your you know obviously when the patriarchy's out and it's just the power, you find something different. Are there other elements of the play that you feel like are going to be particularly uh, powerful to this young uh, 
audience in terms of what you want to convey about the story, about the play, about the themes and characters? Is there anything else you're looking forward to specifically of, of, of elements of this show that you're excited to talk to these students about this play, thematically speaking? Well, I mean, of course, we're playing young lovers and we're going to be performing to a lot of young people who are experiencing early love in their lives and what it's like to be on all sides of a love equation where you're not having your love returned or it's not uh, it's just not working out quite how you want it. I also think Midsummer has a lovely um I think Midsummer is a play about theater. It's a play about the magic that theater is. And that's one of the things that, other than just bringing a Shakespearean play in and seeing how wonderful that is, but there, the final speech that Puck gives is all about the magic of theater. And if you didn't like it, pretend you were sleeping, you know? <laughs> but, but hopefully this inspires the kids to to get interested in that and to, to find the love of it. And I think the way that we've chosen to weave Puck throughout as kind of this student figure who's gotten cast in the role of Puck will make it even more accessible for kids to think about um, theater as a whole. Well, and there's a play in this play, right? Mm -hmm. like they, so you're not just talking about it. You're going to theatrically represent theatricality mm -hmm. on this play, on the stage. Uh, well, I, I was saying before the interview that my the the rustics or these the players are among my favorite characters in all of Shakespeare, and it sounds like you guys feel the same way. Um, as you sort of created this play within a play, was there lots of I mean, I, I, I was there lots of sort of goofing around as you kind of like figured your way into the characters, or was it sort of just sort of set and going? What was your process on creating Pyramus and Thisbe, uh, the play within the play? Ooh, uh, definitely a lot of goofing around, and there's still a lot of goofing around, and I imagine we will be goofing around for every performance <laughs> of this play. Uh, there's so much fun to be had there, and, uh, you know, I mean, just playing with with who these characters are and then putting them in this role of, you know, being on stage and in some cases for the first time, uh, like with Flute and with... Uh, snug and and we're actually also going to bring some people up from the audience which I'm really excited about to be part of the play within a play so <clears throat> to have them up on stage with us and have all of these different you know conflicting dynamics on stage and but we're yeah from day one we've all been having a ball with each other I mean there's been a lot of laughter and a lot of fun um, throughout this performance and, and, and pro process I think it will continue that way one of the things that I think that's very interesting about this tour that I'm interested to talk to you about it as, you know, at the midpoint and at the end is not only do you get to perform for these students, uh, the format for the productions is that there's a talk back afterward and you get to interact and immediately get feedback on what the kids got, what they didn't get, all those kind of things. But you also have opportunities to teach workshops uh, to the same students, from a, which is not... I mean, thinking about an odd, and when I think about plays I've done or the theater, the, you know, the theater, it's like you think about you do a show, and there's an audience, and then you perform for them, and then they leave, and maybe you talk to them afterward, maybe you see them at stage door or in town, but there isn't necessarily a lasting uh, or repeated connection. Are you? What are your? What's? What are your thoughts? Sort of anticipating going into having so much uh, connection with these audiences that you'll be performing for. I'm very, very excited. Um, it's one of the things that's got me the most jazzed and also the most nervous. Um, I've never 
I hadn't taught in a formal setting until yesterday. We went and did some workshops, um, and it got me so jazzed making personal connections with these kids. I remember when I was when I was in middle school, a touring production of Animal Farm, uh, an educational tour, came to my school. And I was into theater, and I was a weird kid. And when they came to school that day, I walked a little bit higher. I smiled a little bit more. I felt like my people had come to the school that day. And the, all the other kids had the pep rallies on their days and things like that. And so the idea that I can be that for some kid, they can look and go, oh, those, those are my people up there, and feel a little bit better in, a, in middle school, which is normally really hard in high school. And when there's so many other things going on, just giving them that day that's theirs for the, for the weird little artists out there. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And I think for me, uh, the most, I mean, obviously I, I would echo all of that, but I'm most excited about um, the handful of uh, correctional facilities that we're going to go into. Because not only, you know, is uh, obviously we've all heard the stories. If we've worked at the festival, we've heard the stories from people who have come and said, you know, the first piece of theater we saw was the touring production of, you know, the USF touring production. And, and, uh, and, and that's awesome. But these folks who are these these young people who are incarcerated who have you know unfortunate circumstances in their lives and may not have many people uh, to connect to and and I, I relate to it directly um, I spent some time in my life incarcerated in a, in a different time in my life and uh, and I can I can appreciate you know when people come in and focus on these people and show them that that they care about them and show them that you know uh, not just that but in my case you can move on from that you can grow from that. You don't have to stay in that place. You don't have to stay, uh, you know, in those circumstances. You can find better ways and better choices. And um, and I'm looking forward to that interaction the most. That's awesome. Alexis? Uh, just piggybacking off of what Karen was saying, you know, my first play that I ever saw was A Midsummer Night's Dream at Western High School, directed by John and Tamara Adams. And I became an actor that day. So I am both delighted by the prospect of making someone an actor and horrified by the prospect of doing so. <laughs> that is a tall responsibility. Yeah. Uh, slash irresponsibility. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I think, I mean, I think you've, you've all highlighted what, what, is great about theater, but was specifically great about this tour and the idea that you get to take theater to people who don't get it the way that we think about it often uh, or at all, and you get to share a part of yourselves, which we're so grateful for. Um, we're going to talk to Britannia about the con more about her conceptualization of this show, but from an acting perspective, how has uh, this very very unique and I think very inventive concept of of you know, the text leaping off the page, literally, whether we're talking about the set or the costumes and how has the, the evolution of your characters been affected by, uh, your costume fittings by this, the scenery would talk about not just midsummer, but this midsummer in terms of your process. I think for me, it's given me the permission to make bolder choices than I would if it weren't such a fantastical design. And I, 
every time I went to a fitting, I said, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm a fairy tale princess. And that gives me the, the opportunity to make really bold choices as opposed to being a Helena who wears jeans and a t-shirt and feeling like I had to find more realism in it. I'm, I'm making honest choices, I hope, still, but they can be larger than life because of this design. It's a storybook. It pops off the page. It's imagination. So anything can happen and you can do anything as an actor. So that's been really fun. Cool. And, and I, can, uh, I can agree with all of that, which is surprising since Karen and I still hate each other so much. <laughs> but um, I, uh, about I, that to, <laughs> to branch off of that question a little bit and just kind of talk about like the realization of the concept and watching like what these costume designers and set designers and, and folks that have put all of this together for us have done with Britannia's concept. It's so fascinating. And these costumes are amazing. Like this material, it's, uh, it's Tyvek, which is like a paper material. DuPont makes it, I think. And, uh, and it's just... Like it, it's so it's so comfortable, and they've done such a great job at making us look fantastic, and the colors are great, and um, and it really looks like I mean I'm surprised they don't use this stuff more often for costumes. It's really, uh, but but it's it goes with the concept so well, and it does. It gets a little crinkly, and it looks like paper, and it just it, the way they've brought all of this to life, and the inventive ideas that they've come up with, with uh, um, you know the trees on stage that look like pop up trees out of a storybook, and and so on and so forth. It, it's just, there's so much uh, creativity going on that has made this come to life from Britannia's original concept. It's really brilliant. Yeah, I hope to steal or purchase my Demetrius costume at the end of the run so that I can just parade around any city making everybody jealous. Um, I fell even more in love with our director and designers when I was presented with the head of <laughs> yes. Bottom. Uh, because we've I've seen innumerable productions of A Midsummer Night's Dream, and sometimes the ass head is really amazing, and often I go, oh, that poor actor has to try to make that lame donkey head work. Uh, but ours is so amazing because I actually get to really have an ass head, and it allows me to do basically mask work where... I'm using the rest of my body. Since my face is concealed, I get to use the rest of my body to express what's going on for bottom. But because it's so lightweight and I can see a little bit through it, it gives me tremendous freedom of movement. So I'm just completely in love with them. Stay there for a minute, Alexis. I want to talk about uh, bottom specifically for a minute. We're you, all playing multiple tracks, which means you're in mul the multiple worlds of the play, which doesn't always happen. Mm -hmm. But bottom's different. Bottom is one of the few characters that actually sort of, as a character, mm -hmm. bridges those worlds. Talk about what it's been like to sort of, from a character perspective, split yourself into not multiple characters, but be in all of the worlds of the play. It's terrific fun. I get to play with the rustics and then Titania brings me into the world of the fairies. So I, I feel special to get to transition between those two. Cool. Well, as we uh, get close to the end here, I want to just uh, one, my sort of final question is um, having worked uh, a summer, you know, a summer and a fall season, having, having performed in the Engelstad or the Ains Theater or the Randall Theater, uh, what what would you say to other festival actors who've maybe been here in a summer or fall as you that might be considering this tour that you know that there there isn't really a hierarchy 
between the work, but I think there is a perceived hierarchy sometimes. And I'll, I'm so excited that all three of you are going to be on this tour. Based on what you've already done, you haven't gone on the road yet, we'll talk to you at the end. Um, what would you say to another actor that you know considering this this process, considering this tour? Well, I would say you'd be very lucky to get to do this. We've because it's a little uh, smaller crew, you know, we don't have a trillion festival employees in the room with us during rehearsal like we would uh, for an Engelstad or Ains or Randall show. Uh, there's, I have found more creative freedom because more of the responsibility lands on the shoulders of the cast and director as far as making choices go. So I've, I've just loved the freedom and creativity that I've gotten to explore here. Awesome. Um, I think, you know, it comes down to partly why, why do we do what we do? You know what I mean? What is theater about? This to me is exactly what it's about. You know, we, we are, we will inevitably on this tour, touch people, change people's lives, bring a message to people, uh, in a way that they've never experienced it before. And that, I mean, like there, that that's the gift of what we get to do and you don't necessarily get that in every single theater i mean there are theaters in the country where you know you have your regulars who come and see the shows all the time and 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 they enjoy the work but you're not necessarily touching as many lives as we're about to touch uh going on the road and doing this so many times for so many young people uh and and that's the thing that excites me the most and like alexa said you you would be fortunate to get to do this and i believe we are yeah, I echo what both of them say. Um, I, I'm right now living vicariously through other people's tour experiences. I just have the creative process behind me. Um, I know I have the whole tour ahead of me, but I know that every time the festival staff walks into the rehearsal space, um, there's a new story that's told about how an education tour touched their life. Um, from you, uh, Scott Phillips, Brian Vaughn, everyone has their story of how it touched them. And I would say almost every time one of those stories have been told, my eyes tear up thinking about how wonderful that is and how cool it is. And yeah, I just feel really lucky to be able to do this. Well, we are lucky to have you, and we're so excited for the uh, performances to kick off next. Uh, as we're recording this next week, we've got the correct local correctional facilities, one of the first ones, and then some public performances and performances for school kids here. You can find more information on the tour at bard.org slash tour and follow their progress and see what the show looks like. I know you just had photo call yesterday. And uh, I, there's lots of giddy smiles as I say that. It's uh, mm -hmm. you're gonna. I think uh, artists are really gonna like this. And I hope if it comes to a town or city near you, you take advantage of seeing these wonderful actors perform this wonderful piece of theater. So thank you all for being here, and we look forward to seeing you on the road. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Play On Podcast. Be sure to go back and listen to past interviews on the festival webpage. Check out the latest episode released every other Friday with your favorite directors, actors, and designers from our 2017 season.